Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. It's the 21st of February. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1991 and we travel to Canberra in Australia in the closing of the 7th Assembly of the World Council of Churches. The World Council of Churches, or the WCC, was inaugurated in 1948 as the world was emerging from the destruction of another world war. And the policy of this inter-church organisation is to work for the cause of ecumenism, that is Christian unity and cooperation amongst different denominations. Its foundational statement states that the WCC is a fellowship of churches which confess the Lord Jesus Christ as God and Saviour according to the scriptures and therefore seek to fulfil together their common calling to the glory of the one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Comprising of 350 churches from more than 110 countries and representing over 500 million Christians worldwide, its full members today include Eastern and Oriental Orthodox churches, Anglican churches and many Protestant churches including Reformed, Lutheran, Baptist and Pentecostal churches. Notably, the Catholic Church is not a full member, although it sends representatives to assemblies. Many regional and national church bodies work with the WCC, such as the Middle East Council of Churches and the National Council of Churches in Australia, who work for Christian unity in their own situations. The 7th Assembly in Canberra that finished today was attended by almost 900 delegates, And it had as its theme, Come Holy Spirit, Renew the Whole Creation. It coincided with the start of the 1991 Gulf War, incidentally, and it gave a particular urgency to the focus of the meeting. Two of the key speeches in Canberra give us an insight into the tensions that bringing together ancient and modern churches inevitably bring. An address given on behalf of the Orthodox Patriarch Parthenios of Alexandria referred to the wealth of the Holy Spirit's teaching and was rooted in a deep theological tradition. While a Korean theology professor spoke of the Holy Spirit in the context of political, ecological and social challenges and was introduced by an impressive dance performance. And there certainly is a wisdom in living with these tensions, instead of trying to resolve them immediately. But the tensions remained, and on the final sitting of the assembly, the Orthodox churches submitted a memorandum detailing their long-standing unease regarding procedures and theological developments within the WCC. In 1998, the 8th Assembly in Harare set up a special commission to address orthodox concerns about WCC membership and the council's decision-making style. It proposed many clarifications, but one was that inter-confessional prayer at WCC events should not be seen as worship, particularly that it should avoid giving the impression of being the worship of a church. 
The historical roots of the WCC are found in the student and lay movement to the 19th century. The 1910 Edinburgh World Missionary Conference and the 1920 encyclical from the Orthodox Ecumenical Patriarchate in Constantinople, which suggested that a fellowship of churches similar to the League of Nations should be formed. This coming together and realising that shared convictions on faith and life was an enriching experience started to bear some fruit. In 1982, theologians from different traditions working together produced a statement on baptism, Eucharist and ministry that has led to a greater understanding between churches of different confessional traditions. And during the week of prayer for Christian unity, which is promoted by the Council, and the Roman Catholic Church and different denominations are encouraged into joint prayer. However, it's also fair to note that the goodwill and openness of the WCC can be exploited cynically. The Mitrokin archive, which was a collection of handwritten notes by KGB archivist Vasily Mitrokin, and which was brought into the UK after his defection in 1992, revealed in detail the depth of penetration and influence wielded by the KGB over the WCC, although this is disputed by the WCC. The Catholic Church has grown closer to the Council since its members were barred from attending the First Assembly. In a dramatic shift in its attitude to ecumenism, Pope John XXIII developed the Secretariat for Promoting Christian Unity, and in 1961, Catholic observers attended the New Delhi Assembly of the WCC, and the Pope invited non-Catholics to attend the Vatican II Council as observers. Catholic theologians have since been members of the WCC's Faith and Order Commission. At the other end of the spectrum, many churches who refused to join the WCC joined together to form the World Evangelical Alliance. But today the Council and the Alliance work together. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. A special thanks today to Marion Edgerson, who's the Director of Communication at the World Council of Churches, for her help in verifying the research in today's pod. If you'd like to know more about anything in today's podcast, email the show on pogppod at gmail.com or visit our website at www.pogp.net And please join us tomorrow as we look at the People's Power Revolution in the Philippines and the Church's role in that. Thank you again to Kevin McLeod for today's music. Have a lovely day wherever you are and thank you for listening and thanks for those who are giving feedback and emailing in.